Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, but we don't have a lot of time to do it. We're off a little bit early, so it's a truncated edition uh, of the uh, show Ball Don't Lie. So we'll get out at 615, but in the meantime, we got a lot to get into. Uh, We'll talk Texas basketball. Big game coming up this weekend versus Baylor. We'll get into that. Also, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they're making coaching hires. Uh, I will critique the coaching hires, the latest one for the Dallas Cowboys. Also, we'll talk about whether the Cowboys should have interest in Bobby Wagner. He is on the uh, he's on the uh, free agency market now. He's been released by the L.A. Rams. We'll talk about that. Also, Pro Football Focus showing love to a second-year potential breakout candidate for the Cowboys. Uh, we'll also get into Russell Wilson. A lot of reports out there about Russell Wilson and his um, antics, his hijinks with the uh, Denver Broncos that might have led to uh, ultimately to their downfall this season. Season. Lamar Jackson is in a stalemate with the uh, the Baltimore Ravens about his contract status. We'll talk about that as well. Before we do, well, we'll introduce you to the crew. Uh, my man Harge is out. He's handling business uh, because they uh, they need his uh, baseball IQ this weekend uh, with the Dell Diamond having a baseball uh, tournament this weekend. My man Harge is down there. But if you want to cyberstalk him, we'll give you a way to do that. But my man Patrick is here with me holding it down. The Idillionaire, one of the hardest working members of the Aaron family. He's got a hustle spirit period we don't know what he's paid we do know he's underpaid the patrick davis how you doing patrick how you doing brother? doing good man it's friday i know it's friday and we get off early can't complain when it's friday and you're getting off early so get we off early for texas baseball texas baseball starting up their first home series this weekend versus indiana so we'll get into that coming up uh later later on in the show of course around the six o'clock hour uh but before we do that we got a lot to get into you can be a part of the show you're the most important part of it you're the heartbeat of this thing hit us up on the spec text line 512-337-3776 you also can hit us up via twitter uh, my man patrick is at it's patrick davis in the twitterverse i'm at rod babers in the twitterverse and like i said if you want to cyber stalk my man hard you can do so uh via twitter at hardball hard in the twitterverse all right so before we get into because there's some cowboys news notes and nuggets to get to they made a quarterback coach hire and a running backs coach hire uh, i want to get into that dive into it and then we got some other kind of cowboys related stories to talk about um, before we do that, though, I do have kind of a random – it's a sports-related topic because this is strangely something I was talking to a friend of mine about not too long ago um, because – and honestly, we were just kind of in a random sports discussion. And we were talking – because it was actually around LeBron, uh, LeBron's time when he broke the record. And we were just talking about overall biggest villains in sports. And it just just – Villains, period. Some probably more deserving than others to be real villains. All right. Um, but LeBron had became a villain, and we were talking about that and how it's interesting. But LeBron's, I always say LeBron's an unintentional fake villain. He, he didn't want to be a villain, and then he didn't embrace it once he became a villain. Yeah, and, and he's an let's unintentional be fair, villain. He does get the all star vote. He does lead in all star votes every single year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not so even at the, There yeah, is exactly. a lot of people that love him as well. Yes. Yeah, so it is not. Yeah, we, we got into the thing about villains in sports and who are the real villains in sports. And I actually heard Chad talking about birthdays because he always gives the birthday shout outs and talking about Floyd Mayweather, who's turning 40, 46. Yeah, that's one. I get you. I mean, he's, at the, he's up there, at, at, like at the top. Yeah, he's 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 in terms of sports villains. First of all, he's undefeated, 
So he still hasn't been beaten in yeah. the the ring, all right, in his actual sport. But then off, at least away from the ring, all right, he is despicable. I mean, just a most people just see him as a horrible human being. Yeah. He got multiple, you know, allegations, uh, you know, of domestic abuse. And he's, he, uh, talk about, you know, he's not really classy with the way he flashes his bread, his money. Most people hate Money Mayweather. Well, and he embraces that, by the way. He does because he's, he's, he's all, he's cool with it. He's he learned it. He the wrestling trick. It. He learned the wrestling trick is people pay more money to see me get beat up than to see me beat somebody else up. So at a certain point, me being a hero will run out. And people won't pay for me to fight because I'm going to fight lesser and lesser opponents to keep beating up people. To, but if Very I do true. this, until I lose, I'm, people will pay a lot of money hoping, hoping that this one guy can knock me out. Praying. It, people even paid money to watch Conor McGregor hopefully knock him out. Yeah, they're like, which oh, we knew wasn't going to happen. I was no. like, I got to see it. Hopefully oh, Conor McGregor can maybe, do something. Maybe Conor will just snap his leg or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe just bite his damn ear oh, off like Mike on. Tyson did. Yeah. He can do something. Exactly. That's a great point. I love you. Bring it in the wrestling thing for that. It's fantastic. I totally agree. Because there's that element too. And so that's him That's him building his persona. And he, because he's smart enough to understand money Mayweather. Hey, man. Yeah. Villains, villains create conflict. Conflict creates storylines. And if you want to sell something in sports, you need a storyline. You can't just sell stats. You can't sell a good player. No, no. You need a storyline to sell. And the storyline with Monday Mayweather, as Patrick Garcia mentioned, is he's hated. He's a villain. Yeah. Everybody wants him to lose. Whoever is going up against him, please beat this guy because we hate him. He's despicable. He's a horrible person. A deplorable person, whatever you want to say, and and it it does help off the you know I say off the off the field or away from the ring, he does have I mean some allegations that are also very troubling. Yes, and disgusting. lean into it way too far. I don't know. He can say I don't know if that was natural. Him leaning into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that helps too. So what I want on the spec sex line is I want your real sports villains. Um, and I don't know if you can really top money Mayweather at this point because he's pretty bad. I mean, uh, I will say the All Star Game. We saw Carl Malone came out as somewhat of a villain once again. People didn't even know, did you realize people didn't know the thing about Carl Malone? No, I know. Someone texted me the other day and they go, "Can you believe this?" And I'm like, "Yeah," because I've known about it for years. It's been out there forever. Yeah. Now I think the shocking thing was is that the NBA decided to randomly ignore what had become amongst true sports and NBA fans yeah. common knowledge. And I, I can't believe it survived the cancel co- the cancel era, cancel culture era that we yeah, had. We, I think we're on the back, well, we're on the back end of right it, now. Anywhere other than Utah, it hasn't. <laughs> but in Utah, <laughs> Carl That's Malone is point. awesome. And, That's a great point. I mean, and you saw they didn't even like John Stockton was like, "I'll be there." That is as much as you're getting out of me. But I yeah. don't want to do anything. And if it's not Carl Malone or John Stockton. There is no other guy that is Utah basketball. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, I guess I should just tell people really quickly what the story is. Okay, so uh, uh, it's not even allegedly. I mean, it's a, a real story. Carmelone uh, at one point impregnated a 13-year-old girl. When he was 20. When he was 20 years old. Uh, her name was Gloria Bell. And he got permission from the parents. He got parental consent. That doesn't. I know. Trust me. This is way after. I'm not saying I agree. It's Louisiana. I got family from Louisiana, so I know it is a backwards place. Yeah. And there are things that happen in Louisiana that shouldn't happen anywhere else in America. Yeah. But it's Louisiana. 
This is so, uh, it's not Elvis it, times anymore. Yeah. So that happened, and you know, so the you know the consent. I guess the age of consent didn't matter because he got the parents' permission or whatever. Um, but apparently this was brought up again. Like people didn't really know about this, and it was. I remember when it was brought up because his the, the, the child actually ended up playing in the NFL for a while. Yeah, and the the whole point the child, too is that he never paid child support and was not going to take care of the kid either. Yeah. Like he he basically disowned the child as well. No, yeah. So it wasn't even like he did a despicable thing and then did the honorable thing. He did the despicable thing and then doubled up on it. Uh, when the child's grandparents filed a lawsuit in 1985 requesting $200 a week to help uh, their daughter raise their son, um, Carmelo allegedly did not respond. Yeah. So. Decided. I guess it ain't me. Yeah. So I, I guess you want to throw him. I, I'm just going to say, I'm going to put him in there. <laughs> and as a Spurs there? fan, he <laughs> knocked out David Robinson on the free throw. He knocked out David Robinson with an elbow at one point, wow. and they called a foul on David Robinson. See? So from that point on, I was like, I hate this guy. And then other stories came out. I was like, I knew he was a bad guy. Well, if that's the that's the route we're going, then I'm just going to say O.J. Simpson. <laughs> if we're going to go that route. I thought I thought he was proven not guilty. You, you don't like him for stealing back his own stuff? That's the only crime I remember he committed. That is a crime that he committed. That is true. There were other, <laughs> there were other allegations. Other allegations. <laughs> there are other charges filed against him, but you're uh, right. He was found not guilty of those. Like, but, I remember uh, getting a lot, of a lot of basketball. I haven't seen a football name come through yet. You haven't seen a football name come through? On the text line? No, I've seen a lot of basketball names. But again, this is because basketball is the most uh, name on the back of the jersey, no helmet, no hat, the most recognizable five people on the court for one team. It's just easy to remember basketball players' names a lot of times. Are we going all time here or just living? I go all time. Well, then Aaron Hernandez should be up there. Anybody yeah. been there yet? But he, he wasn't was really like a, a villain. He wasn't a villain on the football field. Like uh, I feel, I need both. Where he's a bad. I need. I need where he's a where you hey, hate he him did on the kill court. Somebody on the football field, he would kill them once. There's a document. Yeah, but that, all right. But what? Who hasn't said that on a football well, but did field? He did it off the field though. Oh, I know. He had it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> afterwards, that guy probably had a. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he on the field. They said there are documented, like documented testimony of players saying, "Oh, he did say on the field he was going to kill me." No, there we go. Romanowski. Romanowski falls into the the pause. <laughs> those guys were villains on the field. Those were the villains on the field. Yes. On the field. I was, I, that's what people, people, I'm not joking. I think Money Mayweather is the, right now, he may be the top of the mountain of villains because he's he's both. Well, on, because on and uh, in the ring and away and, from the ring, he's embraced the villain. Unfortunately, well, away from the ring, he's embraced the villain. He's one of the greatest of all time. Yes, he's like got all that's that. the thing is because you go like Bill Lambeer for the Pistons. You can go look. This guy built his whole career on that, and he's a champion. But he was like the fourth best player, yeah. third, fourth best player on that team for the most part. And now he's a WNBA coach, so it's a kind of weirder thing. Right? <laughs> like, it's not, but but like Floyd Mayweather, you're like, oh no, he's one of the he's undefeated fighter, undefeated fighter. And has like you said, I love your WWE kind of comparison. He, he he understands that the villain is makes headlines, creates conflicts, creates storylines, and unfortunately, all, away from the ring, he has not learned from a lot of his mistakes, and yeah. he continues to seem to have a character flaw in allegations about domestic abuse, have, which is a d- deplorable, disgusting thing. Have you ever heard the videos of him trying to read copy or something? Oh, you remember 50 Cent? 50 Cent was really 50 bad. 50 Cent made Played fun Mayweather. of him. Yeah, because 50 was... Cent basically made, like, I, I don't know what, I, don't remember, I think it was an interview he did where he basically started playing <laughs> clips yeah. of Money Mayweather trying to read a radio promo. Yeah. 
It's, it's, oh, it was so mean. And it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, it's you know very what? mean. Honestly, because of his off out of the ring stuff, you can if play that and else, I not feel bad. If someone else, I would not do that. <laughs> For this guy, I think he's earned it. No, no, you, we can play it. No, no. Usually I'm like, no, I'm not going to make fun of somebody just because of their shortcomings. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's sad. No, with Money Mayweather, you can make fun of his shortcomings. Yeah. He's got a ton of money, and he's a horrible human being, and we all know it. Yeah. And he's undefeated, and he's, and he's really good. At what he does. Maybe one of the greatest of all time at what he does. It's like, can you give me somebody that checks all those boxes? That's what I was thinking about. Nobody checks all those boxes. I will give somebody you Somebody give me, like LeBron, yeah, he may be a GOAT, but LeBron off the court has been pretty pristine. Yeah, I mean, you may not agree really with going his, on the court. May, you may not agree with his political opinions or that. Okay, but yes. he has, but he has donated a ton of money to charity and he's done a lot to help people out. So <laughs> I, you know, I like the Ray Lewis, Ray, Ray Cruz, Lewis. Ray Rice. <laughs> I like the three Rays there. The Ray Lewis, Ray the three. <laughs> The triple ray. The triple the ray. Only football has the triple ray. Is ray that like Lewis, Tony, Tony, Tony? Ray, <laughs> <laughs> ray Caruth, Ray Lewis, and Ray Rice. Well done there, whoever did that. Whoever did that is fantastic. That's solid. That is really, that's well. That's some, that's some deep thinking right there on the issue. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, I don't think any, Michael Vick is in the conversation. Yeah, Michael Vick is definitely there. Yeah. Michael Vick, I remember when Michael Vick Ooh. became what, the most hated man in, in America. Yes. Uh, and... Hey man, I got dogs, so trust me, I I feel that that pain. But um, I, I remember that. But he has sent, paid his debt to society, and since, and even I guess before that, he did have some stuff going on. Wasn't it? Was that Ron Mexico thing? Was that Michael Vick? Yeah, oh, Ron no, Mexico? yeah, but that was, was that him? No, because he put weed in a water bottle, right? That was, was that around something? I know. I thought that was a Ron Mexico story related. I had to look that up. We're talking about real villains in sports. I'll have to look that up. Spec Sex Line is lit. 512-337-3776. Um, Lyle Elzado. Okay. I had to look into that, too. Do a little deep diving into that. Uh, someone get a lot of Ray Caruth. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, he's just. Oh, yeah. Ron Mexico was his name to get some prescription drugs. For yes. For an, for an ailment that he did not want people to know he had. Boom, that was. <laughs> yeah, run Mexico. Great. I mean, come on. Get back. That's go. fantastic. Run Mexico. Run Mexico. If Ron Mexico and Joey Freshwater are hanging out. Run Mexico. Oh, man, that's good. Okay. All right, let's get back on task here. That's, <laughs> that was a random. Uh, I, like, I keep sending the stuff, though. You're, do, you're putting some good names in there. Yeah. No, I just, it, yeah. Ron Mexico, what's his fake name? Uh, he had, he, that was his, oh, he needed, was it? For a STD at cut? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. I, I didn't know that. I didn't, really, I didn't remember the particulars of it. Okay. Specs X line, 512-337-3776. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Matter of fact, later on in the show, I got a special surprise. Speaking of villains, actually, during Raj Ram the day, we're going to get into a, a very special all-time villain. Um, and I think he's been on the both sides. He's been a hero and also been a heel. We'll get into that in the Roger round today. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a second. I saw something. Speaking of villains. Speaking of <laughs> villains. Hey, I think Jerry Jones is going to fall on that list for some people. Oh, you no doubt. Because people love to hate the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones, yeah, he does fit. He fits that. Um, fits the bill of being a villain. Okay, so I saw this by, this is from um, Spot Track. So they keep up with NFL spending, salary caps, uh, free agency values, contract values, um, keep up with all the numbers in the NFL. And they were looking at the salary cap spending for 2021 and 2022. They also brought up the cash spending 
and you brought this up actually, Patrick, uh, during the Rams Super Bowl run as one of their little cheat codes they yeah. were using. They uh, they call it cash over cap. Yes. Essentially, think of it like, you know, you get you probably get a discount or probably get a cheaper rate when you pay all cash on something, whether it be a house or a car. You know, I'll pay all cash on. I'll pay mostly cash. Yeah. If I pay eighty percent cash on it, can I get a discount? Like, oh hell yeah, you can. Hell, give me that. Well, and it, it and, works too. Is if you go to pay your insurance early. So if you pay six months of insurance, it's cheaper than if you pay monthly on insurance. Buying in bulk. And so. Idea. It basically cash over cap was if you could sign somebody, pay a lot of it in cash up front, and then spread the what it would actually cost out over the a remainder, year, of, a remainder of the contract, that you're not going to keep them on contract. But so you sign Bobby Wagner, for example. Bobby Wagner, you sign him to a four or five year deal, knowing he's going to be there for two years max, and you pay him all this money up front. Front load it. And front load it. But that money gets spread over five years now. So the cap hit is only. Like five or six million each year, even though it's thirty million dollars for basically two years, yeah. you're spreading it out over. Totally it. agree. Yeah, and it's it this weird uh, no, way no. they found out but, to do it, but they it's a way to trick the system. You, but you you have to be as an owner yes. willing to pay cash. Like, yes. you, 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 you be liquid. And you have to be you liquid. You got to be liquid. You got to have a lot of liquid capital, which means you got straight cash to spend, straight cash, homie, to be able to do that. Not, I mean, you can be worth a billion dollars and not have, uh, you know, a lot of liquid capital. Yeah, just that's just investments yeah. and stuff like that. I don't like think that. Mark Davis has it. I don't yeah, think like exactly. you know. There's certain owners that have been owners passed yeah. down. The, the Chargers always have problems with the Spanos because yeah. they're inherited franchises. Uh, so, but Jerry Jones got some cash. Jerry Jones has got some cash, and we've heard repeatedly that Jerry Jones says hey, he wants to he wants to win it all, and you know he's willing to do what it takes to win it all. We know recently he walked that back when he said he likes being in the middle. He said he doesn't he doesn't like to go all in. Remember he. Criticized, uh, you know, it was kind of a backhanded compliment. I don't know what it was toward the Eagles in saying they went all in, which he was wrong because the Eagles weren't all in. The Eagles just have have made uh, very kind of conscious decisions. They've been aggressive. They've been aggressive, not all in, been aggressive, I should say. So what they looked at here in overthecap.com, they looked at cash spending for each team over the 2021 and 2022 seasons. Do you know where the Cowboys rank in cash spending? So, uh, and this is not totally all cash over cap, but it does show you about how aggressive some teams are. That no, no, no. You know what? We can we're spending cash. We're front loading deals because we know we're making moves. We're front loading deals because we know we're going to cut guys. And it just, I think it shows you kind of an in metric of teams being more aggressive. All right, and not essentially building their rosters on kind of salary cap credit. But they're going at more of the cash over cap. The Cowboys are thirtieth, if you look at it, in the last two seasons, um, spending straight cash, just 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 cash and contracts. Now, some people would say that's just being smart because they don't have to. You know, they're not. It's not a lot of wasted. You know, salary cap capital for them. But then you look at contracts like Zeke, <laughs> where Zeke's making more money than the entire running back room of the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And you go look at moves like Jalen Smith. Do you know you know the highest paid linebacker for, for the Cowboys was this past season? Oh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Dead it was dead money. Dead money, that, basically. That money, sounds like a Cowboys thing. Money you spend I mean, on a player that's not on your roster yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that was their highest paid linebacker. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm just saying these. I agree. You can argue, yeah, they're just being you know frugal, fiscally conservative. But there's also, to me, an argument to be made that you know this 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 method would work if they weren't making if they weren't still paying the price for really bad decisions, like. A bad Jalen Smith contract, a bad Zeke contract, a bad uh, trade, a trade to Mari Cooper for what fifth round pick, whatever. You're still yeah. paying the cost for those. So all of these these frugal ad, ad, advantages you get by being really, really, you know, conservative, working within the salary cap instead of spending more cash for players. I don't think you benefit from it because you're still paying the price for a lot of those bad decisions you made in contracts like Zeke, like Jalen Smith, and just like in bad decisions like the yeah. Amari Cooper one. Well, and the fact that this is a team that we've talked about the resets before, they haven't reset this team in a very, very long time. So you're constantly having dead cap that you're, hey, well, we got to rob Peter to pay Paul. So, hey, man, we need to re- we need restructure your contract. What's going to put you on the books for another two or three years so we can restructure so we can get cap room now. Instead of just going, yeah, we're just not going to have a good team for a year or two while we get rid of all these bad contracts once and for all. And then when we come back, we can go cash over cap because we don't have all this dead cap hanging on top of us. We're always going to have dead cap because we have to restructure Zeke again. So that means we're going to keep him for two more years. And even though he's, even though it's not a huge burden on us, it's still $6, 7000000 million, which means he's one of our higher paid players to, to be a okay backup and you just have that and you're like at a certain point you need to knock off some of these o-line contracts and stuff like that where you're like well we this guy we're not even really keeping him anymore but we've restructured his contract four or five times we don't know if Dak's the guy at quarterback but they're probably going to re-sign him solely to make cap room work and then go further into that decision yeah pretty much the cowboys have spent less cash 285 million on players than any team in the NFL in the last two seasons. The 31st team has spent $295 million to, to a, uh, Excuse me. The 31st team has spent $295 million more, and no other team has spent less than $320 million. Cat boy, cat boy. I, I said, there's a difference between being frugal and being cheap, and I, don't, I think the Cowboys are uh, the closer to being cheap than being frugal. You know what I mean? I think they're closer to being cheap than being frugal. I know frugality. My dad was a frugal man, but oftentimes would mm, venture over into just being cheap. You know what I mean? <laughs> just being like, ah, oh, that's not frugal, dad. That's just cheap. My dad was frugal when we would go out into the neighborhood and collect cans, and then we would go trade in the cans at some recycling facility and make money off of my dad was like, hey, man, you want to make some money? Go out there and get them cans. Kind of like hobos do. We'd go do it. Yeah. And my mom was cool. She was like, no, the neighborhood needs to be cleaned up anyway. Go out there. <laughs> so we'd go in the neighborhood, in the hood. All my friends riding bikes by, driving by like, hey, Robbie, what are you doing? Like, just, I'm just out there picking up cans. I'm like, hey, that's frugal to me. That's frugal, though. That's frugal. Um, but when, and you know what? I agree. When we went to Luby's and we had to make our own lemonade because Pops was like, I'm not going to pay $2 for lemonade when they got water, lemons, and sugar for free. That's lemonade. 
That's frugal. Washing paper plates, though, was just cheap. And I think yes. the, cow- the Cowboys are kind of like that. They just yeah, they go close. back and forth. My dad, was, my dad was frugal, but then I was like, damn, Dad, that's just cheap. And sometimes the guy was like, that's just cheap. You're just being cheap. <laughs> That's you're you're like you're not quite doing that yet, but it's still mm. still you're right there. You're right there, man. I know you think you just pin you pinching pennies, but at this point, that's just cheap. So the Cowboys, like I said, they they had spent a lot of cash. They don't like the they they cause, so they don't like the cash over cap, which is what kind of one of the advantages that won the Rams Super Bowl, and they don't like the philosophy of the Eagles either, which was kind of a go all in. Once we see we got a window, we're gonna go all in. They've done that several times. So I don't know what the Cowboys' methodology is. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. Like, I, right? Can we figure it out what it is? I, I don't they, I, they build. They they're the most homegrown team in the NFL through the draft. Nobody builds through the draft more than Dallas Cowboys, and they're the most. What's the? I hate to say it like that. Inbred, inbred, incestuous organization. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Look, look at their, their hiring today. We just talk about the, the coaches that they hired today. Let's get into this real quick because uh, I know we're up against it. We'll just go quick and then we can get back to it later. So the recently they just hired uh, Scott Tolzien as their quarterback's coach and Jeff Blasco as their running game coordinator and running backs coach, which is good because they, you know, they're starting to find a fill out this uh, this coaching staff a little bit, and they've made, I believe, seven total hires. They hired uh, Mike Solari as the offensive line coach. Brian Scheinheimer is the offensive coordinator. Uh, Ramon Chin Young is an uh, assistant uh, quality control, assistant offensive line coach for him. Uh, Will Harriger is an assistant offensive line quality control. Sharif Floyd, uh, defensive line coach. Uh, Pete Onegian is an assistant quality control coach. Darian Thompson they hired as well. Uh, most of these hires, and this is, you know, this happens a lot in in football at all levels. It does. But with the Cowboys, it seems like it is, um, it, it seems like to me it may be gratuitous. It might, it, it might be happening, and it might be to the detriment of the actual organization. Every last one of the Cowboys hires, or at least most of them, I should say, are hires of coaches who have worked within the organization recently, or, which it means they're in-house hires, or there is someone who worked with Mike McCarthy back in the past or worked with you know Mike McCarthy at one point in their career. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the case with Brian Schottenheimer. Um, you know, that's the case with Blasco. Um, that's the case with Mike Solari, the offensive line coach, all the new coaches they're bringing in. Nothing wrong with that. It's all about chemistry and continuity with the coaches. Um, but even going back to Kellen Moore with the Cowboys and even, you know, even before that, your, your, your Scott Lanahan, whatever it is, they just seem to me they're, they're always about hiring coaches who are in-house hires. They are really com- whether it be Jason Garrett, whatever. They're just really comfortable with that, and I get it. I, I know the advantages of it, but I'm saying for, and I, I think it happens all across the league, but not to the extent the Cowboys abuse it. Yeah, I think the Cowboys they, they don't bring in anybody with outside perspective, a fresh perspective, with outside ideas, and by the time they, and so they're bringing in these young assistant assistant O line coach or assistant quality control guy. And then they're going to promote him three or four years later once one of their coaches leaves. The problem with that is those guys are now already indoctrinated. 
Well, they're already they're already being programmed. You're teaching the them your system. Yeah, you're teaching them your the Cowboys way of life, the Cowboys methodology. No, no, bring somebody in who can look at the Cowboys methods and the Cowboys practices and the Cowboys way of doing things and go, you know what? There's a better way, guys. Actually, that's a I, I, actually I have a, I have an idea of how to make this more efficient or make this more effective. They don't have that. So when the Cowboys interview can't think about this. All the so the Cowboys are always making these in-house hires. If they're interviewing outside candidates during this process, most of the time they're deciding my guy is better. Yeah. What? Every damn every time you do you do interviews for a vacant job, you decide the guy at your place already who is already with the organization is the best hire for the job. Every time. Cronyism. Right? Like, come Cronyism on, Cronyism is the phrase of hiring your friends and colleagues and giving them preferential treatment. It is a nepotism, but for not family members, cronyism is the term, which really seems to fit like a cowboy's. It's Jerry and a bunch of his cronies. Yeah, the Scott Tozin hire. I mean, Scott Tozin is not from the organization, but he was working as a court. He was a quarterback under Mike McCarthy, so Mike McCarthy likes him. Mike McCarthy knows him. So he's gonna. He was an assistant, I believe, for the Cowboys. Though. Yes, he was, you're right. Yes. But, but yeah, exactly. so he was within the organization. Yeah, for it's like a year. Yeah, so yes. he's been, yeah. So Mike so. McCarthy brought him in. They got him, and then they've upgraded him. And Cowboys, get ready to see your new offensive coordinator, Scott Tolzien, in, what, a year or two? Exactly. Whenever <laughs> Brian Scheidenheimer gets some love, and hopefully that's the case. Maybe he gets you know promoted to another job. But Brian Scheidenheimer, you know, same type of thing. And the Cowboys, they really have a habit, in my opinion, of hiring you know, within the organization a little too much. Promoting within the organization a little too much. You need fresh ideas. You need outside perspective. They don't get enough of that. All right, we come back. We'll get into a little Texas basketball preview on the other side. Uh, they got a big matchup coming up versus Baylor. On the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie at 104.9 The Horn. Friday, we play jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in ATX. Who be jamming right now, Patrick? This is the West Texas Exiles. They are playing Saturday at Saxon Pub. Saxon Pub, I like that. Uh, I just told Patrick, you know, we were uh, early in the show, early in the show, we just had one segment. Uh, we were talking about greatest villains in sports. I'm talking about real villains in sports. Now, some people are like, oh, you know, this guy's a villain. Like, no, no, no. I brought up Floyd Mayweather because I don't know if anybody checks all the boxes to be currently uh, the goat of sports villains right now. I mean, he checks a lot of the boxes. Off, outside the ring, he's despicable, horrible, deplorable. Inside the ring, he's undefeated. And he embraces his villainy. That's important. Some guys are villains like LeBron. He's unintentional. He's kind of the Forrest Gump of villains. It's like, oh, he just became a villain. I didn't know I was a villain. Like, yeah, you're a villain, dude. What the hell? You didn't know? Dude puts a, he puts an, an imaginary crown on his head after he, <laughs> he's, he breaks the all-time scoring record and he wonders why people criticize him. Uh, yeah, LeBron. Moments like that is why they criticize you. Yeah. I love him, but still. Okay, so we're talking about great sport. And I told Patrick, I said, you know, there's a, someone who is walking among the free citizens, all of us, who has been documented to have killed two people. And is a sports legend, and nobody's brought him up before. So I guess I'll, I'll I'll wait and see if somebody brings him up. But nobody's brought him up. He's a sports villain. He, I mean, he's if he wasn't so old, he'd be right there at the top of this list. I'm trying to think of who it is, and but it's not OJ. 
No, o- OJ, OJ allegedly. Allegedly. It was two people. But I did I did I did already clear that one up at the break. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. People didn't no, so, not, now how about this? Not a lot of OJs on this list. No. We got more Aaron Hernandez than we do OJ. They're they're fans of him on uh on I, Twitter now. Someone says OJ here. No, it ain't OJ. The person who has taken two lives and still walking them on just hanging out. Uh, yeah, I know. People keep throwing OJ. It ain't OJ. Uh, but, uh, yeah, here's some of the uh, people on the SpaceX line. Greg Hardy. Someone says Lyle uh, Alzado. Uh, yeah, Lyle Alzado, yeah. Yeah. And, and, okay, we got to go through the Lyle Alzado story because we're getting way too many Lyle Alzados. So we got to go through that. Um, CB, Manny Acho can't be on the list. <laughs> we know you don't like them. Oh, someone says Richie Incognito, getting a lot of those. Uh, Vontes Perfect. <laughs> I guess you're going to throw them in. Aaron Hernandez, yeah. Um, a lot of people throwing them out there. We talked about Carl Malone already. Um, someone says Patrick Beverly. John Jones? Uh, yeah, the Ray Carew thing. Uh, we get that. Ray Lewis, John Rocker, Bill Romanowski. People still throw out Bill, Bill Lambeer. So people throw out Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis, no, no, allegedly, and I don't think it, no, it's not Ray Lewis, and it's not Ray Carruth, the person who is walking among us. Y'all want me to just reveal it now, or I just, did I just spoil it? Should I just say it right now? Here it is. This is a sports legend who has, who was charged actually with killing two people. Don King. Oh, that's right. Don King. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking... Yeah. wasn't thinking that, but yeah, you're right, Duncan. Charged with killing two people at incidents 13 years apart. 13 years apart. Yes. In 1954, King shot a man in the back after in the back after spotting him trying to rob one of his gambling houses. It was ruled a justifiable homicide. A justifiable homicide. In 1967, he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter for stomping someone to death. Stomping someone. To death. He served three years. He had a really good lawyer. Yeah. He stomped someone to death and served three years. Yeah. Somebody, I think somebody finally may have gotten a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did I bring the show down? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was, told, I was just telling y'all that there no, y'all Don King these, in there, y'all yeah. got some fake sports villains here. He I'm also he also stole tons of money from exactly. Mike Tyson, who also may fall into that for things that he did in his past. <laughs> Up until his recent comeback, Don uh, Mike Tyson can fall into that category. He could, and Don King helped turn him into a monster. Don King is responsible for a lot of the, the psychopathy of Mike Tyson, too. He yeah. fed into it. All right. Um, My man E. Rain says Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Skip Bayless came. Not in this conversation. Uh, but you're right about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, this is my thing about Mike Tyson. I, and I think you're right. I think Mike Tyson shows you how you can go from like almost wrestling, getting back to your wrestling comparison, you can go from heel to hero and hero to heel. Right? Like Mike Tyson now. No BS. I, and I truly believe this. You, you, you can't tell me that it's not true. I, I believe it's true. That he is the greatest redemption story right now in American sports. He went to jail for rape. Yeah. And now people give their, they send their kids to take pictures with him. Post-council culture. You talk about a guy that used to say, I won't interview with female reporters unless I fornicate with them. He's, that, you can find it on YouTube right now. Bit a man's ear off. I mean, this this dude was a walking psychopath. Okay, straight up. And 
now? It's kind of a household, family favorite, cult favorite kind of icon because everybody loves Mike Tyson. He's been really authentic with his struggles, turned it around, and everybody forgives Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson has admitted, oh, I did horrible, horrible things. But, I mean, can we think of a better redemption story? I'm talking about a guy that went to, went to prison. Yeah. Don't I mean, give me no, the Tiger Woods. Did, his wife was mad at no, him and smashed up his car with a golf club. I'm talking about, I'm talking about prison no, and now does one-man shows in Vegas no, the closest, because he's so beloved. And now is in, he's in comedies because he's so beloved. That's cameos in comedies because everybody loves him no, so much. No, the closest one is Mike Vick, but his wasn't as bad up front of he didn't, there was no rape charges. But he did, go to, he did prison, go to prison, and now he does host a morning show talking football. Very true. Which you would not expect That's good that point. to be a thing. So he, he definitely went. But I think he flies under the radar enough still outside of football, where Mike Tyson is very much in the pop culture. No, you're right guy. about that. So football people know that he is doing stuff. But a lot of people who would probably be very pissed off to find out yeah. that he is doing so well right now do not even realize that he exists on a morning show. Very good point. Yeah. No, I, I love the redemption stories in pop culture, period. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love, hey, I love the fact that Snoop Dogg, somebody who was on trial for murder at one point, too, and, yeah. a, and a hip-hop uh, icon can now do a show with Martha Stewart. Well, like, I mean, she was actually convicted. <laughs> she, so there is- she, she, she did serve time. <laughs> so there was an ex-con on that show. There was an ex-con it on that show. Was it Snoop? No. She was doing like the, the-, the, harsh, the harsh rules of <laughs> insider trading. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Oh, man. How did I forget about that? Okay. So, yeah, we got deep into that conversation. But, yeah, just so you know, the Don King, Mike Tyson thing, that's, uh, yeah, they were in the conversation, too, both of those guys. I thought about both of them, too. Uh, and, and to show that also you can have the ultimate, you know, heel to hero, hero to heel switch, I mean, just to show as a country we can do it, Muhammad Ali. Well, Muhammad Ali protested and boycotted the draft. Yeah. He was one of the most hated human beings in America. Easily. Yeah. Like, I, I he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. I bet <laughs> it was, hey, he was hanging out, he was hanging out with the nation of Islam. All right. He changed his yeah. name to Muhammad Ali. He was he had probably a eighty percent disapproval weight in this country. Only people that probably approved of him were African Americans. And, and not all of them, by the way. Not all black people thought he was doing the right thing. And now Muhammad Ali is a, you know, an icon and he is celebrated for his beliefs and for his faith and for his courage and all those things that we should celebrate him for. But it just shows you that, you know, sometimes it may t- to make that, that switch convenient, it may take a couple of few decades for everybody to catch up to you. I mean, Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams was kind of, and he wasn't a villain villain, but people were like, ah, oh, man, that guy's, you know, what the hell he's talking about? That guy's lost, man. He's crazy. Guy's a clown. And now his beliefs about marijuana and its benefits are now widely accepted, and the NFL has decided, yeah, we're going to decriminalize it too because it doesn't make sense. Oops. Yeah. Our bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it just may, it may take a while. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it may take you a while, and you're, you're going to be the villain in that moment. That's just the way it is. Um, all right, good conversation uh, about villains. We didn't get to Texas basketball. It's Friday. so We'll, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it. I promise you we'll talk some Texas basketball. We got a little overblown with the uh, villain discussion there. All right, we uh, come back. We got the flex on the side. We got uh, NFL news notes and nuggets, top of the 4 o'clock. We'll talk about someone who also has become a villain, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Maybe not a villain, just despised. We'll also talk about that, Lamar Jackson and his stalemate with the Baltimore Ravens. All that more coming up next right here on Baltimore. Don't lie, wonderful, not 
It's Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, we play jams from local bands and artists, very talented people that you can catch live right here in ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Hector Ward in the big time. They're playing tonight at Saxon Pub. Uh, all right. In our conversation, in regards to our conversation about uh, greatest sports villains or villains in sports, uh, the Ray Lewis name keeps coming up. Because uh, Ray Lewis had the you know the trial the the murder trial against him the allegations against him I mean he for everybody saying he's a villain I mean he was you know obviously acquitted of those charges but we never found the white suit I'll just say that never found the white suit we don't know the alleged blood stained suit dumped in a garbage bin outside of a fast food restaurant that we never never seen again. That's all we know about Ray Lewis and his, those shady deeds. Two people were stabbed and killed by members of his entourage or him. And we just never got to the, they never had the suit. They couldn't find the suit. Couldn't find the suit. Can't find the suit. It ain't as, it's not, it doesn't, the, the alliteration of if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. That was just beautiful. But if you can't find the suit, then the charges got the boot. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Just saying. They need the charges the are kaputs. I don't know. They need the suit. They need that suit. They couldn't find know. the suit. It was dumped in some. I don't know. How, how do you not find that suit? I mean, it seems like it should be pretty obvious. Anyway. Um, yeah. You think, you think he moved at one point and was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It's in the back of the closet. That The white suit has never been. It was a white suit. Yeah. I mean, the irony of it being a white suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did not find that in, in some it, I, trash I, dumpster. It feels like there might be a reason for it. I don't know. Yeah. Allegedly. A knife found at the scene did not have any fingerprint or DNA. Mm. Yeah. And we just got another Tanya Harding. That's another good one. Tanya Harding is a good one. That's fantastic. Was it Jeff Galuli? Is that the guy? That the guy that yeah, actually that used the good, yeah. baton to hit Nancy Kerrigan? It's a in the solid knee? name for a guy who hit somebody in the knees. It is. That's, yeah. You sound. <laughs> it's Jeff Galuli. It is, I think that's how you pronounce it, I believe. Yeah. I'm not. If you, if, if you were looking and you're like, we got a lineup of people. Yeah, the guy named Galuli. I don't, I don't care who he is. That dude, dude knows how to take out a skater. Oh, that was a wild story, man, to live through that. That was crazy. That was like the biggest story in, in America at the time. Yeah. That basically Tanya Harding ordered a hit on Nancy Kerrigan. It was that one, and then there was uh, the Monica Sellis thing, which wasn't was, a hit, but that was another big one. That one was darker. Yeah. Right? The Monica Sellis thing was darker, right? Was yeah, that a, it was like a stalker, stalker yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah. This one was dark. It was dark. But it was, at the more details you learned about it, it was almost comedic. Have you seen the movie, I, Tanya? I have not seen it. Hey, I'm going to tell you, man. That's a good one. It actually is. I'm going to, as a sports-related movie, it's worth it. You should check it out. Um, people keep throwing up Ty Cobb. Yes, Ty Cobb is known for one of the, being one of the all-time historic greatest racists in sports history. Yep. Notoriously just did not prefer people of another race, just could not stand them. Uh, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know Ty Cobb uh, personally. But, yeah, he was also known to be just a horrible person. Like, he just wasn't a nice guy. Um, and I think there's some allegations of him about doing some stuff, but I got to go look it up and research it, so I'm not going to throw out stuff to, uh, di- to the besmirch the the name of Ty Cobb before I am yes. more informed and educated about it. All right, go to FLX ATX. You don't want to judge a book by its cover? <laughs> that would be unfitting. Oh, Chad, hit me a good one. If you can't find the suit, your suspicions are moot. <laughs> solid. That's solid. 
That uh, is good. Chad, you're hired. You're my that lawyer. is well done, Chad. See, Johnny Cochran would be proud. He's in his grave right now, just applauding Chad. If they can't find the suit, your suspicions are moot. Well solid, done there. Solid. <laughs> It feels like a Friday show. It does. FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, Go check it out for yourself. Always uh, great content up there for you at FLXATX.com. And, of course, it is basketball. Actually, it's a playoff season uh, for basketball here in the area. So you can go check out all of the uh, results and all of the uh, the breakdown about the matchups at flxatx.com. They got the by-district final scores uh, in the area-round matchups up there for you. So you can go check that out. And also got a great rundown of the Wednesday night flex that we had earlier this week. Zach Lucero doing a great job with that. Nolan, the seed, Cameron helping out. Uh, those guys score a really good job. So you can go check out the replay of the flex, but also go check out the uh, the hoops action or the recap of all the hoops action from your local Central Texas team right there at flxatx.com flxatx on all of your social media platforms all right uh, we come back we got nfl news notes and nuggets we'll talk about russell wilson apparently russell wilson was (laughs) trying to at least attempting to get pete carroll and john schneider the gm of the seahawks fired before he was ultimately traded to the denver broncos that's the latest report from the athletic we'll talk about that and also lamar jackson's stalemate with the baltimore ravens right now seems like they're at a bit of a, an impasse we'll get to it all that and more right here on ball don't lie on 104.9 the horn